Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast where we talk all things church and maybe how we can do things a little bit differently based on observations. My name is Paul Bernard. I am your host and today we're going to talk about something that uh, I think affects every single church. Um, I know it affected the church I pastored for 20 something years um, and I think it's a it's a big issue and that's the issue of money. Now, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So, if you want to translate that verse, it kind of looks like this. If there is evil in this world, if there is evil in the church, if there is evil, most likely somewhere along the line you can find money because it's the root of all of it, right? And so, when we look at the church, we have to kind of start out thinking differently about the church and think about how money affects the church and how we respond to how money affects the church. So in order to do that, let's kind of create an imaginary system. All right. So the imaginary system is this. What would it look like if there was no need for money in the church? In other words, you had no need for money. Now, a lot of people would say, well, that's either one of two scenarios. One, uh, the church doesn't cost anything. Or two, tithers are doing what tithers need to actually do, and there's more money than we can than we know what to do with. If we go with that second option, if there's more money than we know what to do with, what we're going to end up doing because of our nature is we're going to feed the system that's already in place. So think about it like this. You know churches that are large churches that have a lot of money, that have a lot of um, assets and resources, and what do they generally do with that money? Well, let's just think about it. They feed the system. We would feed the machine. That's what we always do. And so think about it like this. If, if, you, if I have a church and I'm pastoring a church and, and I'm wanting to do ministry and I'm wanting to do programs and I'm wanting to to up the church's ante when it comes to where it stands in the community and those sorts of things. And of course, as a pastor, I'm wanting to grow the church numbers wise. I'm wanting to grow the success of the church based on what American Christianity calls success. So what I'm going to do is I am going to use that money to build a bigger system, right? If you give me, um, say, $100,000, what am I going to do? Well, now I've got enough money, I can hire another staff member. Or maybe I can get better lights, or maybe I can get better instruments, or maybe I'm going to paint it or fix up the building or add on to the building, pay off building, whatever it is. Generally, when we have a lot of money, we tend to feed the system with that money. So in our scenario, the church not needing any money, I want to stay away from the thought process of, yeah, we've got more money than we know what to do with, but instead, let's start thinking of it in a different way. What would it look like for a ministry, for the body of Christ, not to need money, ready, but have money? Okay, because we know obedience is always going to be a part of the Christian life. We know that the church is always going to have to follow the commands of Christ. And Christ gives us the command to give, to be generous, right? To, to be a hilarious giver, a cheerful giver, okay? And so let's just pretend for a moment in this little perfect world that we have 
that people in our church, the body, the gathering, are doing that. They are being generous, but there's no need inside the system to spend the money. What would you do with the money? What a world we would live in if we just had money to do ministry with. Now, let me explain to you what I mean. What if I told you that there was a way that we could operate financially the church to where every dime, every time, helps somebody? Maybe it's another organization. Maybe it's a, a recovery center or or a homeless shelter, or a food bank. Or maybe it's just an individual that's just running down his luck or her luck and, and, and got difficult circumstances. How cool would it be that all the money we had went to helping people? That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Maybe you want to sponsor somebody that's a missionary that's trying to survive in a foreign country or even locally. Or to repair someone's house or... or just there's, I mean, it's limitless what the church could do if the church, this is good, did not cost money. So today we're going to talk about expensive church because, you know, there's a there's an age-old saying that you've got to spend money to make money. Well, that saying in itself is a feeder of the machine, right? You make money by spending money but you spend money so that you can make money, right? You make money in order to spend money to make more money. So it's just a, a perpetual cycle that never ends. And this is corporate world. This is the, the business world that we live in. And it's a true principle. If you want to be successful in any business, you're going to have to spend money. But is that what the church is supposed to be about? Should we really be concerned with bank accounts? What if the church didn't need the money? Now, what I mean by don't need the money is what if we didn't feed the systems that were out there? What if we didn't feed this need to be super successful in American eyes or a capitalistic society? What if successful to us was simply making a difference in people's lives with the gospel? Well, what does that mean? Well, you got to cut out some expenses to start there, don't you? There's... I mean, we're in this deep, man. You go in the church and you see the money. I mean, I used to do it every day. Look at the budget every single day. And what that budget does, when the budget goes down, it begins to get me thinking differently about people. It's natural. I want more people. Why? Because we need more money. Why? Because we want to do more ministry. So we have to feed the machine. But if we had a church that didn't have all the cost, it would be a totally different world. So let's think about some of the costs that we have in church. How much money do we spend on, on simple utilities for a building that is probably used primarily one hour a week? I'm not talking about the, let's just say you cut off the lights, you cut off the air, you cut off everything. Man, I go in buildings all the time working with pastors and working with churches where there are hundreds of thousands of square feet of buildings that are we're paying utilities on. So when the average person tithes, some of it goes there. Or maybe it's in your production. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Stuff costs money when it comes to production and worship and instruments and strings and maintenance. And 
if you're anything in worship or know anything about the sound room in worship, you know about the expense of simple batteries for microphones. What if we didn't have to buy batteries for microphones? And then there's the big issue, probably where most of the expenses come into a church, and that's the expense of staff members. I mean, no, churches don't pay staff members what normal people with their skill sets would make, but still it's a lot of money when you consider what the church is supposed to be doing. I've operated a church with several staff members. I've operated a church with no staff members. But what if we didn't have to have staff members? And I know this is going to be a crazy thought process. I'm going to bring in uh, a pastor to interview about this that wrote his doctoral thesis on this thought process. But what if people in the church volunteered to work, to serve? What if you didn't have staff? What if you didn't have maintenance? Simple things, changing out air conditioning filters and coffee and all the different things that we have to do to keep the church going that one hour a week or maybe three if you're extremely active in church. Now let's, let's, let's kind of back up and let's look at it. If we took away the staff, if we took away the utilities, if we took away building maintenance, if we took away the production area of church, what would that leave us with? Maybe curriculum uh, that we have to buy. I know there's a lot in the discipleship budget. Maybe it's a lot of programs for youth or children's ministries. But would it be possible that we did not need money for those things? Well, where it gets controversial and where I get controversial is I don't believe we do. I've done it. I've seen what it looks like to manage a multi-staff, large building, large congregation for one to two hours a week and a staff office area and fund that thing. And now I'm living in a place where it doesn't cost us anything to do church, anything to be the body of Christ. It's simply a bunch of people that are coming in. They're giving, and we get to give it all the way. Why? Because there's no expense in church so you understand what's happened in church is that we have this thought process of success and that thought process means the system needs to create the success now guys i have taught leadership development i have worked with churches constantly and i do not want you to think what i'm telling you is that you have to do away with all of these things that that is not what god has called me to do that's probably not what god's called you to do But what I am telling you is this, what if you began to get creatively resourceful with all of the things that you have to where it costs very little to run church? How would that affect your ministry? How would that affect how you go to work every day? How would that affect your stress level? I can go ahead and tell you, uh, being a church that absolutely has no cost whatsoever, the stress level is a lot lower because there's not near the pressure, which we talked about in a former podcast. So I want you to, to, to go into your office this week if you're a pastor. Or are you, if you're a church member, just look at your budget. And let's just say, okay, what would it look like if we got rid of a lot of these things? Would it stop the expansion of the kingdom of God? Well, what you're going to find out is no, it will not, because the expansion of the kingdom of God does not happen within the walls of the church. It happens outside. If you really want people to, to, to further the kingdom of God in their own life using the gifts that God has given them, then you've got to get them outside the church. And you've got to disciple them in a way that they are making disciples by going out in the community. 
and then bringing people into a gathering. But we've created this thought process, especially in, in the world of consumers that we have, that we have to have all this stuff just to keep our people because it was all this stuff that got our people. So I want to leave you with this. Money is not as powerful as the gospel. If we would stop focusing so much on the finances of the church, so much so that many times we have to hire full-time staff members just to manage accounts receivable and accounts payable and the business of the church, that we forget the gospel is why we actually do it. Maybe it's time we start thinking about how to gently or courageously, boldly take steps. But whatever we do, we've got to start to realize that the gospel is more important than anything else that we do in ministry. That maybe we don't need to be spending money that we think we need to be spending money on. Jesus even told the disciples when he got up together, he said, look, when you go out, don't take anything with you. The power of God is not based on the power of our bank account. It's based on Jesus Christ. So let's remember that as we begin to spread the kingdom of God through whatever means necessary. So glad that you guys tuned in today, excited about what God is doing in your life. I am praying for you guys and hope that today's episode moved you in some way or at least got you thinking. We're really, really excited about next week, so be sure to tune in. Remember, stay simple.